Welcome, everybody. We're back again with Mishmash Men, M-Cubed. M-Cubed. I am uh, one of your hosts, co-host, Dustin Labar, and to my left is the very honorable Mr. Adam Mauser. How do you do? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode um, where Adam led us on some very interesting information that I really, I really enjoyed. Um, today, we're going to talk about something that some would argue is probably more intelligent, the United States Football League. The bigger moneymaker than Frederick Bastian. That's probably exactly right. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the USFL. If some of you are listening and you're like, oh, that new league that's just started. Yeah. Yes, you're all right. It is new. But it also existed in the past. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. It's a very interesting story. And there's also a great documentary Um called small potatoes who killed the usfl it's on espn and that's how i learned about this originally because that was it was before my time really they had the league had ended before i was born um so but it's very interesting um so first adam i want to get so you probably grew up how old were you in the in the middle 80s so 84 uh, to 87 usfl kicked off in 83 i was 13 okay so uh, that was like the sweet spot, thirteen-year-old boy, and yep. then you see USFL kick off. Okay, so you so you were familiar with it. Oh yeah. So what do you remember specifically about the USFL before we get into some facts and some information? Uh, you know, to a thirteen-year-old boy, it's another football league. Sure. I I wasn't like I was not enthralled with football. I watched football in the yep. fall. Okay. And uh, it was another opportunity to watch football. Uh, in hindsight, it was a lot of talent that went out of colleges into the USFL. Right. And then reintegrating them when that short window was like two or three years that right. USFL existed, reintegrating them was kind of, it was interesting. There's yeah. a lot of uh, interesting dynamics in there. Sure. And that's about all I remember is a competing league didn't last okay. that long. And that's about it. So before we start talking about the USFL specifically, so we know that the NFL now pays quite a bit of money. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit of money. So if you're familiar with like football from the 60s and I would suppose even the 70s, a lot of these guys, these NFL professional football players, would play a season, go home, yeah. and then work a normal they had nine to. to five job. Yeah, uh, I actually knew a guy who played offensive line for the Jets in the '60s, and he, when he came, he would go play for a season for you know whatever. I remember how many weeks it was back then, fourteen or fifteen or whatever yeah. it was. And well, especially he, the Jets. Yeah, yeah, and then he, yeah, he was like, they're like, you can go home. It's, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, and he would come back and bag like, groceries. Uh, yeah, seriously. And the the brutal part about it is, is he was pretty crippled up. Yeah. So those guys took a beating, and then they were expected to go home, work a nine to five job, because now people associated if you grew up any time after the nineties, really, you saw these huge ballooned NFL contracts. Right. So part of the reason that those started happening is specifically because of the USFL. That's interesting. So the USFL really was part of the reason that, that the NFL contracts had to take a step up. That's interesting. So let's start, we'll, we'll, kind of, we'll kind of feed into that a little bit. So the idea for the USFL or a competing, there had been some other competing leagues, um, but the idea for the USFL was um, created by this guy named David Dixon. Okay. And he had the idea in 65, but it didn't actually start happening until the 80s. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, hey... You know, we're going to compete with the NFL, but not in a, in a very direct way. Right. We're going to do it off-season NFL, off-season college football. We're going to have good players. We're going to compete with these guys. 
Um, and that was kind of his plan. So if you can, let me, go so ahead. David Dixon, was he a, uh, like he grew up in football, was part of the NFL in any way, or was he just a business? He man? was a businessman. Um, he said, it says he's a market professional, professional for the football league that would, or wait, I'm sorry. He marketed a professional football league that would play in the summer, but he was just a new Orleans businessman. Okay. So it was just somebody that was probably passionate about football, but had some money to throw around, yeah. which is like some of these owners that also that happened in the USFL weren't right. necessarily football or football players or fans, but they, they just, just had saw an opportunity. Yeah. So a couple interesting things is the David Dixon rule. So before we get into what actually happened is he came up with this kind of plan. He's like, I want to compete with the NFL, but I want to do it in a very specific way. I don't want it to be like the NFL. So some of the things that he did. So for instance, you know, one of his things were like, we need to play in NFL caliber stadiums. So that was his first thing. Like yeah. you, we have to compete. We're going to have to compete in NFL caliber stadiums. Just uh, for the marketing of it. You can't you, have cor- like some random farm field. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be playing in like, you know, Athens high school's football field right. when you're trying to compete. Well, you're not going to sell tickets. You're to not going to sell tickets. Yeah. Correct. So he also, um, he wanted there to be, this is when it starts. They started to deviate from his plan. And what we were talking about earlier, he wanted a salary cap of $1.8 million per year per team. Salary. Okay. Salary cap. So, and, and, and in $85, that's, that's substantial, but yeah, not like it money, is now, but it's not yeah. like it is now. And the other interesting thing he had was a territorial draft. So huh. meaning if you were, you know, the Florida, whatever's you would draft guys that played college football in Florida because you had already people from Florida watching that athlete play. Okay. Okay. What, so do you mind if I pull on that a little bit? I want you to do what I want you to ask as many questions as possible. So that's interesting because, um, I'm and essentially, I heard a comedian refer to this. It might've been Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. That we're essentially rooting for a Jersey. Yes. Uh, for professional sports. Correct. Cause this, you know, this guy, he, <laughs> he probably went to school. He grew up in Alabama. He played school or he played football at, um, at Ohio state. Yes. And I live in Arizona. Now he's Arizona's guy. Yes. It's like, you know, he's not really my guy. He's the, just, but he's wearing that jersey. The, so I'm going to root for that guy. The perfect example of that is Joe Burrow. Right. Because people from like Louisiana. Are, yeah. They're are now, now Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals fans. fans. But it's like, I mean, he grew up in Ohio. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. So those are some interesting things um, that he kind of like laid out being like, this is how we're going to compete. But when teams started, or like, Donald Trump was one of the owners yeah, the of the New Jersey generals, right? Yes. Correct. That, yeah. That's great. I'm glad you remembered that. So he now remember he didn't want to compete with the NFL, but he was competing for people that would otherwise be watching other sports with like baseballs in the summer. And he was also, so we're not going to compete with the NFL in one breath, but then as this league started, we're directly competing with the NFL on the players that we want to get. Right. So there were some pretty, We'll talk about them. They're pretty pretty substantial players that y- you may not have known played in the USFL. Maybe not you, but other people may yeah. have not have known that played in the USFL. Can I guess? Sure, absolutely. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker did. I think he was played for the Generals. Uh, we can pu- pull it up here really quick. Jim Kelly. Jim, you are correct. That's the only two. There's one big one that um, that really he's the reason he's the reason that the contracts got inflated. And it wasn't Herschel Walker. I mean, Herschel Walker was one of the reasons, but when yeah. you talk about it, he was, this guy was, 
this guy was the actual, like one of the reasons he got like the biggest contract. Was he a quarterback? He was. Because there was a lot of, there was that class of 83 Mm -hmm. quarterbacks that were, they were supposed to be the answer to everything. AFC put a lot of emphasis in quarterbacks that year. Correct. And it turned out it it was a losing bet. So. Plus the USFL. The guy you're forgetting is um, Doug Flutie. Oh, that's right. Doug Flutie. Wait, wait. uh, So who did he play for? Um, It wasn't the Generals. I have to pull it up here. I can't. I don't see it right here off the top of my. I can't remember now, but we can pull it up easily. I remember. I watched that game where he threw the hail mary. Yeah. When he played for Boston College, mm-hmm. I was over at my grandparents' house, and it's not like again. I wasn't this huge football fan, but we were watching the, the game was on, and then you see him like throw that hail mary pass. It mm-hmm. was just incredible, magical, right? Yeah, magical. it was. It was absolutely magical. So, let's talk about some of the teams that they had because that's always. I always loved. I always love to talk about the teams. That they They're had. like football names football team names yep. uh, from a movie yep, that's what that's, they seem that's like. exactly right so some of the teams that were from 83 to 86 okay or i'm gonna sorry 86 would have been the projected team names so okay, the yeah. team that they, they fell through after that so 83 84 um and that were the arizona wranglers and then in 85 we had the arizona outlaws there we go. Okay. That's slightly better than Wranglers, it's which are jeans. I mean, yes. They were like, Brett Favre was like, I like this team. Favre. <laughs> um, we had the Birmingham Stallions, which I, are that, is that still the Birmingham Stallions I, now? We'll have to look be. up the team names before we end the episode. Um, we had Boston, New Orleans. So the Boston in 83, New Orleans in 84, and then Portland in 85, Breakers. So they were the Boston Breakers, the New Orleans Breakers, and the Portland Breakers. Yeah. So when you're asking, do you know why the teams changed? That they, they, they moved markets like that? I, I guess the market wasn't right and they, they were just a, adjusting. They had a really hard time securing one of the Dixon rules, which was a stadium. The uh, NFL, yeah. NFL was not super keen on letting them use any of their, yeah, uh, their football stadiums. So, Which is funny because they could make some nickel on it. Sure, sure. But they probably started to realize, hey, they're taking some of our talent. Yeah, well, I think... Anything that happens like that, you're like, oh, it's cute. It's cute that you guys are starting a league until you start getting, like, Jim Kelly is probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, he played, he started in the in the, in the USFL. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. And then went to the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills. and had some winning seasons. Yeah. They, they went to the Super Bowl. They lost several times, but yeah, still. Three in a row, right? Yeah. Three in a row. I was in upstate New York when that all went down. People, like, not having a good time. That they, they, you know, they're all in on their Buffalo Bills, um, and um, you know, I was I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan, just living up there. Okay, and um, you know, just get sick of the Bills. Yeah, I'm sure. So no, I wasn't a big Jim Kelly fan, but that's a very respectable career. Yeah, you know, a solid citizen, just a good dude. Had he won three Super Bowls in a row, he probably is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I mean, like without he, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, then we had in '83 and '84 the Chicago Blitz. <laughs> They're not some great give, names. Not going to give away their game plan. No. <laughs> then we have the uh, the Denver Gold. That's a good because name. Gold, you know, yeah, clearly. I mean, we're gold. The Los Angeles Express. Yeah, it's very fast. I mean, because they're you know you want to get out of Los, Los yes. Angeles quick. You see a blur, it's them. That's the, that's the Los Angeles Express. We had the Michigan Panthers. That's always a good name. Panthers. I mean, Panthers. I mean, it's all right. It's a jungle yeah. cat. I'm okay with it. You know, I. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to mention um, some people will do a selection of, let's say, uh, March Madness teams based Mm -hmm. off of mascots. We did that on the podcast. I know. We did that on the podcast. I just finished listening to that. And it's funny, uh, just the 
some of the mascots are, uh, they're very unusual. There are some unusual mascots. When you hear, when we were talking about on the podcast and you're like, oh, this is just a guy. You're like, that's the worst mascot yeah. I've ever heard in my life. There's one team, one college that their mascot is the color green. Who's that? I, I, I will it, need to look it up is now. Is it Bowling Green? <laughs> no, it's not okay. Bowling Green. Not, we're uh, the green. I hate that. That's the worst thing <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> what do you think our mascot should be? It's like, have anybody thought of just a color? <laughs> They're like, green? Does everyone like green? I mean, green's pretty good. It means go. Green is go. We're going to win. Uh, we had the New Jersey Generals who were Donald Trump's. Right. Donald Trump's. He hit a majority ownership in the in the, the New Jersey Generals. Um, just typically, Jersey teams don't do very good. In yeah, a, in for anything. some reason. Yeah. It's because they're gross, really. People from Jersey, I mean, specifically. It's the Garden State. Yeah, it is the Garden State garden of gross people um hopefully we don't have any listeners yeah, from new jersey, jersey. I, I love jersey i'm just joking it's yeah. a great place um the new uh the oakland invaders yeah i mean that's weird <laughs> that's not a good name yeah. um we have an 83 and 84 season the philadelphia and then in the 85 season baltimore stars okay we have very generic very the stars we're just yeah. the we're great we're, we're pretty good <laughs> the tampa bay bandits a lot of theft in Tampa Bay at that. Yeah, in that time. that's not a bad name. It just seems like a name that Hollywood would it's pick. Not, yeah, it's not the worst. It's not the worst name. Have you ever seen Any Given Sunday? That's what I was thinking. That's of. like the team, like the team names. It's like the Washington Good Guys yeah. versus the <laughs> the Oakland Angry Men. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. Bandits. Um, we have the Washington Federals in '83 to '84, and then apparently it's the same ownership. Excuse me, the Orlando Renegades in any '85. Renegades is another one of those names I kind of like, but it, it's like Hollywood name. name. Renegades is a good name, just being honest. Uh, the Houston Gamblers. That's a good name. I mean, would it be the Vegas Vegas Gamblers? Would be a little better. It would be way better if it was in Vegas. Yes, because I don't know if Houston's known for uh, gambling. Yeah, I sure don't. I'm not sure, but I mean, what are they gambling on? It doesn't. It's not like it, I oil feel like futures. It, I feel. Oh, there you go. Okay, you got me on that one. Uh, the Jacksonville Bulls. Yeah. I mean, they're just like. There's already the Chicago yeah, Bulls. Yeah. but I hate this one. I hate it. Uh, the Memphis Showboats. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. That would be good if it was the 1800s with showboat gambling. Yes. But yeah. yeah. No, they're just like it's just not. a couple guys. Uh, the Oklahoma Outlaws. Outlaws is another one of those Hollywood names. Yep, but it's, it's, it's good. It's but pretty good. It's like a B name. It's not great. Yeah. The Oklahoma Outlaws, alliteration is always... It's a winner. It's always good. Like Mishmash Men. Mishmash Men is great. Um, the Pittsburgh Maulers, <laughs> which is, I mean, I don't like it <laughs> specifically. Maulers. And then we have the last team, um, the San Antonio Gunslingers. Yeah. I don't love it specifically. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about it's three syllables. So. Yes. Yeah, so let's, yeah, it's too much. So let's talk about, um, we'll talk about like kind of the history of what happened here. So 83, 84, um, they started playing. Um, they have, they had like a draft expansion, expansion teams. They were, they were competing really well in off season NFL play. Okay. So right. th th they were like, Hey, we're doing really good. Did, did they have like a TV contract at the time? So let me, yes. Okay. But also, so this is a really good point. They got like multi, multi, multi-million dollars and multi-year contracts for, I think, CBS and <clears throat> CBS. And there was one other 
uh, media organization for off-season springtime football. Right. That was after the 83, 80, 83, 84, 85. So they're like, hey, you guys are doing really good. We'd like to bring you on. 80, the, the start of, so off-season 85 is when they all started turning these contracts down. And they said, nope, we're going to do it during the NFL season. Oh. So that's kind of like when the NFL kind of picked up and was like, I don't think so. I see. I did not remember that. So I don't remember that at all. The 86 season never happened. Yeah. Because at that point, it kind of all. They went bankrupt it, at that it point. It went bankrupt. Yeah. So, so they were doing really good. They were competing well against the NFL, and they were getting some actual talent. Like, I can, I can read you some of these. Yeah, I'm, league I'm, MVPs. Yeah, and you'll be like, oh, okay. So like Jim Kelly was the league MVP in 1984. Yeah. Makes sense. 1985, Herschel Walker, who played for the New Jersey Generals. Right. Um, you have some like really great talent. Steve Young. Oh, Steve Young. That's right. Steve, Steve Young. Young. Yeah, before he went to the 49ers, mm-hmm. he played for the LA Express in '84 and '85. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, Reggie White. Oh, that's right. He played. Uh, he played in '84 and '85. Um. Jim Kelly, we have Marv Levy, who was a coach for the Chicago Blitz. Yeah, a, a, uh, who eventually coached uh, Buffalo Bills. Correct. Um, so, I mean, they have some, like, legit talent, and they're and they're competing with the NFL, and there was a couple players that they went after, like Dan Marino, who ended up playing in the NFL. So they had right. the choice to get drafted or to move on to the, you know, to get drafted by the USFL or go play with the NFL. Yeah. So here's where it gets tricky. The NFL is a more established league. They're going to get your name out there more. It's obviously like the mecca of professional right. football. So how does one compete with that? The answer is money. Money. So that's how that's how these, these they were like, the USFL was like, guess what, everybody? No salary caps. Okay. So they went, they instead of that $1.8 million per team, they were like, nope. I think Doug Flutie, it doesn't say in this article, but I'm pretty sure we can look it up for the end of the podcast. I think Doug Flutie's contract was the first multi-million dollar contract. It may have been just over a million dollars for him to play um, in the USFL. So that's when the NFL started getting a little scared and started upping their players' contracts to not lose their players to the USFL. It'd be interesting to know <clears throat> when you look at their books, mm-hmm. like did they have, because you can go out on a limb at high, much, much higher risk as a as a business owner of a team or the total USFL team. Like, no salary cap. We will we will underwrite you up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to broadcast that. But did they have the market for that, to support that? Uh, or did it, or is it just like we're proceeding at risk because we want a hostile takeover? We want to be a big deal, yeah. and we want to outcompete the NFL. From my from my reading and my opinion on this, is it was we are going to we have all these prominent businessmen that are owners. We're going to throw money at this because we think we can compete. So like, y- you know, if Doug Flutie, I'll just like Jim Kelly. If Jim Kelly's like, hey, I'm going to sign for the NFL, or I'm going to sign for the USFL. And they're like, hey, the NFL's rookie contract is, who knows what it was in the 80s. Yeah, let's say 200K. Let's say, yeah, let's say it's 200K. But the USFL is like, hey, $1 million. Yeah. You're gonna. I'd do it. You're playing professional football. You really haven't, as a player, this is my opinion, as a player, you really haven't written off the NFL, in my opinion. Right. If you, if you say no to the NFL, and then you go to the USFL, and you have a really great showing, and the USFL falls off, 
you still, which happened. Yeah. He made his money and then still got to go play in the NFL. Right. So, you know, when somebody's like threatening that, which I think is a different lane that the USFL has taken this time, which is why I think is, it's starting to be a little more successful. They're not trying to directly compete with the NFL. That's which is wise. They're saying, Hey, are you second tier yeah. talent? Are you much better than a normal college at football player, but you're not NFL level? Well, hey, do you need some years to compete? Maybe you can make it to the NFL. They're making it a stepping stone. Yeah. Versus direct competition. Almost a, is it more of a minor league? I would call it a minor league. I think that that's exactly what it is yeah. because they're not really going after NFL talent. They're not, not like an arena football minor league. This is like <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, open so field. I think that they're, I think that they're going. They're not going after. They're not looking at really highly touted NFL prospects and being like, "Hey, man, we'll, we'll like, we'll pay you more." Because I, I, I think they think it's not going to work. I think what they think can work is, "Hey, we can make a lot of money as a minor league team." and maybe the NFL will absorb us as a minor league team is kind of my feeling on it. That, and that kind of jives with other conversations that we've we had, had when yeah, it comes correct. with NCAA and paying players, correct. et cetera, and that relationship between a university and their sports yep. program. So so th- obviously they're getting some really great talent. They're, they're competing, but they're not doing great, especially when they decide to, hey, we're going to compete directly. So they literally turned down – multi-million dollar TV deals and years, like three, four, five-year contracts. That's crazy. To be like, you know what? We're going to compete directly with the NFL. I wonder if there's been any business uh, studies on that, just like purely looking at it as a business through that lens of the available market. Yeah. Because they were competing with summer sports, which is largely baseball. Right. And so, you know, there's a certain share of the market you're going to get on network TV and actually cable, which was burgeoning at the time. So you had TBS. You had WGN out of Chicago, mm-hmm. that, which were major players, and they could broadcast nationally to su- to some extent. Right. So they were able to get some amount of contracts. The, the market wasn't too tight when right. it comes to broadcast of their games, which gets you revenue. It gets you um, attention mm-hmm. so you can sell merchandise and you can sell tickets yep. if somebody's in the area. So it'd be interesting to to look at that as a case study, like – when would you make that jump? Because you're you got this comfy spot where you're competing with baseball, but you're doing okay. Because there's right. always a football, um, a football fan right. that hates baseball. Let's say, but loves sports. But loves sports. I just want to watch some sports instead of the news <laughs> or read a yeah. uh, book on economics. Right. And so here I am. Uh, I'm competing for that guy, mm-hmm. and to say, all right, I'm ditching that. Right. I'm going to go against the big dog. Yeah. So that decision is not uh, not a light decision. Right. I would think as a very lay person in terms of this business situation, as a lay person, three years seems very short-sighted. Yeah. I would say you would want to be, I mean, you want to be like generational fans. So I'd want to be like 10 years. Like maybe I was... 20 years old when I started watching the USFL. Now I'm 30. I'm watching it with my son on my lap. Right. My son starts watching the USFL. We're always generals fans. Yes. Yeah, so that when it switches to a different time, you're like, well, I have to watch the generals. I, right. They're my team. I hate the name, but it's, but, but I love the generals. And, yeah. And I love that Donald Trump is our the outlaws. Oh, so, just yeah. Can't get enough of can't it. Can't lick the outlaws are too good. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of my opinion on it. It's like, it seems like they were trying to, which seems like a very like Donald Trump decision to be very like aggressive. Yeah. Very bold, very bold. But like I would want, in my opinion, you almost have to, cause now you're talking the NFL is very generational. Like yeah. ki- 
parents are watching with their kids and their grandkids and they have teams that they've been watching for forever. And now when you're competing, so like you're kind of a generals fan, but you're also a jets fan. Yeah. Like, and both of them are playing at three o'clock. You're probably going to watch the jets. Yeah. So well, my dad was a, a, a Cowboys fan. Okay. Cause he liked Roger Staubach. Okay. Roger Staubach, Navy guy. My dad was in a Navy. Uh, Roger Staubach, a fine American citizen, yep. good, solid guy, played for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the Cowboys, too, even though I grew up in Cincinnati. And, we, you know, if, if it came down to it, I'd, I'd root for Cincinnati, even though they weren't that good. Right. And then so when the Cowboys took off, it was like, yes, they're good again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was a big Cowboys fan. I got kind of soured of professional sports at large. But, sure. but that generational thing, like mm-hmm. my dad rooted for the Cowboys, I wanted to root for the right, Cowboys because right, 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 he right. was. Right. I mean, so like when I'm reading these articles about this and I'm like, God, that seems like such a risk, a crazy yeah. risk to take being so short. And, and you're, based on the teams and where they're movies, nobody's really settled yet. So you don't have this like this ingrained fan base to no. go compete with the NFL. So, so that's like what, a, two years when they're making this decision. Right. So, I mean, like I can understand them giving them a TV contract for off-season NFL because as a football fan myself there is like a after the Super Bowl like sadness you're like oh yeah there's no football on wait till August but you know the US like the XFL started well I think we're going to talk about that briefly if we have time but the XFL started and I started watching it because it's just football on and they're pretty good athletes they're they got some different rule sets so it's fun to watch that's what makes it interesting it's the different rules (laughs) because things that you kind of want to see and quite honestly the NFL with some of the rules of late. Yeah, well, now it's a nightmare. It's just turned into this. Yeah. Like, it's, if you see old um, This Week in Football, yeah. like the, the preview for it, mm-hmm. you, you see every one of those tackles that happens, yeah. collisions, yeah. It would be like the guy would be thrown out of the game yeah. and maybe out for the season. Spe- specifically, I remember watching an ESPN documentary where there was this defensive lineman and he would have the athletic trainers cast his arm every game. Because he would use like it as in a, a plaster cast. Yes, because he was like, I use it as a club. Yeah, and he was like, I would try to end people's careers. Like if I tackled them, I wanted to kill them. Yeah, which was you know, you had a little bit of fear in you when you were a quarterback, and that guy's trying to hurt you. Right now, there's a little less fear. But um, so as a failing league, what is your first? So what do you think the USFL did as like being like we're failing? What 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 is the only way to come back from this? So. Just to, so I better understand the question. Yeah. So the our numbers are down. Correct. We're trying to switch over to prime time. We're trying to switch over to prime time. I need to get attention. I need to create some controversy that'll yeah. be interesting to folks so that they will draw in. Right. So I might have some kind of team owner act like a, a you know a lampoonish idiot. Right. Or uh, I'm going to get a guy that maybe didn't do so well in the NFL and kind of a troublemaker. Right. Um, I'm going to bring him in. I just need to get attention. That's a great. That's what they should have done. Do you know what they did? <laughs> yeah. They said, we're going to sue the NFL. Oh, yeah. Take so, them to court. Yeah, so we're That's take, always a winner. So we're going to take the NFL to court for having a monopoly. Uh, so they were like, the NFL has monopolized professional football. We're going to sue them for X amount of dollars. Yeah. So the USFL. Wait, let, let, oh, go ahead. Let, go let ahead. me just uh, no, sure, inter- interject ahead. there. So, so this group of people that created a league. Yep. That they were they were competing for viewers Correct. of professional sports. They weren't in direct competition, but they were a cheap imitation of yes. the marquee, right? Yes, correct. The top of the, the zenith of football, right. which was the NFL. Right. But they had a league. They did. And they were paying players. They were. And they were making money. They, correct. 
and they decide to take on the big dog. Right. They got they got handed to them. They did. And then they're like, well, but you, it's a monopoly. That's not a monopoly. Yeah, they, they were like, <laughs> hey, it's a monopoly. So the best part oh, is. No, no surprise they lost. Have you ever. They actually won. Oh, they did. By name only is what the, the, the thing was. One dollar. One dollar. Yes, I <laughs> they, do remember that. They won one dollar. One dollar. So legitimately, the NFL paid one dollar to shut down the USFL. It's like trading places. And they and the judge actually, there was some reason, but they tripled the amount of money. So the USFL actually won three dollars. Oh, that's generous. <laughs> um, but the guy that the guy in the documentary, you'll see it. He actually has the check for one dollar still in his that's sweet in his. Uh, in his death drawer, he keeps it just Might as, as, well. as a mean, remembrance. Got a great story. So, I find this, um, I find this fascinating because, like, the whole drama, and I'm sure in the '80s, like the early '80s, this was hysterical. But just like you said, it's like, all right, we're gonna do this off season. We're gonna take a run at this. We're gonna create our own league. We're gonna do it good. We're gonna get great players, and we're gonna really take a run at this. And then, literally, they couldn't wait five years. They were like three right. years in. They're like, you know what? Let's go ahead. Want to make my the, move now? Let's go head to head with the NFL. Yeah. What's that, Donald Trump? Yeah, that's right. Let's make America great again. Yeah, and let's go and take these guys on. And when they couldn't, they were like, "Well, you guys are a monopoly." And whether you think they are or not, I mean, you made a bad decision, and you yeah, and, very and bad, you, and you got what you got was coming to you. So that brings us to today. Are so, there any of the same people involved? Today that were involved in it, not the players, obviously. Not that I know. Yeah, Jim Kelly's still out there. He's like, yeah. he's going to win his championship. No, not that I know of. It didn't, this didn't say anything about somebody being, um, somebody still being part of it now. Um, but. Who is the, who's the USFL owners? If you, that's a good question. I don't know. We can, uh, we can talk about it. We can look it up. That's not a big deal. Um, so if you guys are familiar now, so do you remember a couple years ago, um, they came out with another football league, the AFL. It happened maybe in 2018. You're not talking about the old No, this is this AFL. Is, in 2018, they came out with a new league that would be similar to the USFL, but it was called the AFL. The I don't remember football. that. And so so just to, in case you're wondering, there was an NFL and there was an AFL. AFL correct. And they merged. Correct. And they're just championships. That's how we get to call it a, a Super Bowl correct. because that's what uh, they called it. It's yep. like, okay, we have the champion of championships. Right. So in 2017, 2018, um, they started the AFL, which would be like what you would consider the USFL now. It was another yeah. football league that started. It lasted one season and it was gone. No wonder I wasn't paying attention. And then in the, I blinked. So maybe I should have said before that the XFL came out. I remember the XFL and the XFL. If you listen like, to a couple episodes ago, I was like, when they when they came out of the XFL, I was like, okay, they tried the USFL, right? They're just trying to WWF eyes, yep, or WWE, or WWE. Yep. Um, they're trying to they're they're trying to uh, have a much much more over the top, ostentatious version of NFL. That a lot of people crave. Yes, but correct. Is, is it sustainable? So this is this is what's interesting to me. So when the XFL came out, I was it was in the early two thousands. Yeah. But yes, Vince McMahon was started the XFL. Yeah. So that if you listen to a couple episodes ago, he is the also the owner of the WWE slash WWF. Right. And it was extreme. It's they've changed the name now. It was the Extreme Football League. So and it was weird things like you could stab people i don't know you could like yeah. ta you know really hard tackles they had some different rules it lasted about 
maybe two seasons. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember the guys could have whatever name they wanted on the back. Yeah, of the it was kind of kind of funny. It was, yeah, it was it was funny. They it had was some, it was almost studio wrestling like. Yes, correct. It and, was like, and I think that was intentional because they were trying to get some carryover audience from uh, wrestling. Yeah, which I agree. Was with very you. very popular yes, back then. Correct. So they kind of fizzled out. Th- then. 10, 12 years later, the AFL came back or came out and that was nothing that lasted one season and it was gone. The talent, I think you tread a really weird line because you have to have talent good enough to make people watch. Right. And so that it's not a joke. Right. Like you can't throw a guy a five yard pass and have him fumble it onto the ground and be like, well, this guy should, it it can't be like people like you and me out there. Like you can't have me run an out route and then like, like me and the defender trip and fall and the ball flies (laughs) over. That guy's winded and he ran like five (laughs) yards. Like, well, he's 53. Well, he's, he's got an oxygen mask on, on the field. (laughs) He's He's carrying it behind Smoking cigarettes while he's running routes. I think that guy's smoking a pipe. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that fizzled out. And then we heard that the USFL was coming back. Yeah. And then the XFL, well, so the XFL came back again. So I should, I've gotten ahead of myself. So we had the XFL gone, the AFL gone. Mm-hmm. Then the XFL came back again for one season. Okay. Then it fizzled out. Then do you know who took it over? The Rock. The Rock oh, is actually that's right. the main owner of the XFL. Yeah. So it just came back this season. And then the USFL also came out last year. Right. So now we have the USFL. Exclusively in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, they played all the games in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. All the teams played all the games. So that's where Birmingham. you want to go for professional so, football. And we actually looked it up on Reaching for the Bars, but you can get like season tickets for like $4. It's like so I've cheap. had friends that go down and they watch several football games. And they yeah. said it was a great entertaining time. I, I think time. it's probably fun. Yeah. So I now, just don't want to deal with the traffic. No, I don't want to either. But they are, they, they're not playing them exclusively in Birmingham this year. So yes. they're going to be some other places. I wouldn't uh, mind getting some tickets. Yeah. Um, Dude. Do but you, just do an overnight trip down there. Do you want to get some of the, like, the expensive tickets are like $100 and you get like a box and you get like all this crazy stuff? As long as there's good food. There's going to be good and food. When I, when I mean good, I don't mean like, well, it's got to be like four-star restaurant good, but something better than chips and. I, oh, I think it's better than that. Cocktail weenies. Although cocktail weenies are good. They are good. good. But, but I understand I, what you're saying. Sustenance? Nah. I mean, at least a full-sized hot dog, yes. a hamburger, uh, some tacos, maybe. Ooh, tacos would be nice. Yeah. At a football game? Back tacos, you could stop right there. Yeah, that's actually It's got good. your lettuce, your tomato, your cheese. I do also like yeah. Hebrew National hot dogs, though. Those are good. Those are really With mustard. good. Mustard. Oh, those are pretty good. Yeah. I cook them in the oven sometimes. You'd I, be surprised how good they are. So, I, quick sidebar, I have got turned into a cooking bacon in the oven. It's very good. Yes. As long as you have the correct equipment. Yeah, you got to have a. You a, have to have a raised rack. Yeah, it's got, or you can you can use foil and make your own rack. But now okay. we have we've gotten advanced at the Mauser household. Oh, okay. So we have like this giant pan because we make a, a pack at a time. Yeah, yeah. You have enough people that you need yes. a lot of bacon. Yes. Well, and I love bacon. <laughs> I can I can literally eat a whole me. pack. Yeah, I can too. By myself. Yes. But with, it, with a grid on it, like a, co- a cooling rack. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. but it's for that it's specifically for that pan. And the grease drains away. I save the grease, use it when I'm making eggs. You you cook your eggs in bacon grease? Oh, yeah. Laura hates it. Dude, I it's cook money. Every time I make bacon, I make eggs right after so I can have oh, eggs. so bacon. good. It's so, it's so much better. Yes. All right. Speaking of <laughs> eggs, um, the, so we have, now we have, co-currently, we have the XFL and the USFL both playing. Right now. Right now. I think the USFL starts in a couple weeks, but they're going to be playing simultaneously, basically. Um off season, 
we have some college stars, which is what you would think a league like this would do. Yeah. Is they're having some not top tier stars, but maybe some guys that weren't drafted or were practice squad guys. And maybe this guy says, Hey, I'd rather be a starting quarterback in the XFL or the USFL versus being a, a practice squad quarterback, right. you know, all these kind of situations. Um, this is actually interesting. The, um, the USFL is currently owned by the national spring football league enterprise company, LLC. Huh. And they are a joint venture between founder, Brian Woods and Fox corporation sports unit, Fox sports. That's interesting. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's great for football. I like the fact that there's more leagues. I don't, I like the fact that they're in off time. Right. I think they should always heed what happened to the original USFL. Yeah. Can't compete against a big dog and, and just stay off season. Right. Yeah. And, um, so let's. So, are the XFL? Do you foresee the XFL and the USFL merging? Yes, I think that they will, because I think they should. So, yes, because in my opinion, part of the problem is you have not great. You have less less than NFL talent. Yeah, yeah, diluted market. And then you're splitting that talent into. So you're taking lesser on each side. So the smart play is combine those two to whatever you want to call yeah. it, the US XFL or whatever yeah. you want to say it is. The other guys. But I think you become a more competitive league in terms of your viewership. And it's too many teams for people to deal with. Yeah. You're not going to want an XFL team, a USFL team, and an NFL team, which is typically, which is basically what you're making people do. Yeah. You're making them have three separate teams, which is not going to happen. They got to market that right, though. That's that could be, when it comes down to it, it's the fans' association with their local team because that's who's going to go see the games, right? Agreed. Yes, correct. And if you look at, um, uh, minor league baseball in the Huntsville market. We had a um, a minor league team, Huntsville Stars. Okay. We went to a couple of the games. It was fun and all. Um, the stadium was down off of uh, Research Park. Very, it was entertaining. It was you know minor league baseball. It's good to watch, right? Because uh, you're watching legit baseball. Yep. And uh, it's enjoyable. And and baseball is one of those sports where you're not like. It's not like this active thing where you got to just like be constantly watching this Correct. activity. It's a much more slower paced game, but their pressure is much, much higher. Right. And keep key points, especially. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, it the, the, the team died for whatever reason. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But they brought back another team, but they have marketed it correctly. Right. They have a good location for the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's new growth. Their market, they, they came up with a name that was just kind of silly at first, but now it's like the, this lovable name, now the Trash a, Pandas. Yeah, it's a big deal, yeah. And it's like, I go to Trash Pandas games. Like, I took my son to a Trash and a couple of my daughters to that. Uh, we have a box uh, at work. Okay. So sometimes we'll get tickets, and yeah. we'll just go out there to the game. I sing the national anthem out there for That's my awesome. barbershop course. So yeah. it's it's like a fun activity. It's yeah. a good location. So, so hopefully this upstart league will take a page from that instead of saying, okay, we're going to play our games here in this one city. Right. We want the people of that city, that market that doesn't necessarily have a football team, but we can get a small audience and, and they're pumped about their team and they're they're excited about that team and they love that team and they buy their merchandise and they wear it when they go to whatever. That's the way to go about it. I think the NFL, I think the NFL desperately needs something like that to, to, to be like a feeder league. Yes. Correct. I think it's just, you know, I think it would make the talent better. I think it makes guys, I think it just makes it more interesting, just like baseball. Yes. Because you, we had a local team when I grew up 
in uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton. The, it was the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Yankees and the Rail Riders. It may still be the Rail Riders. But you would, and, and we had an um, an amateur hockey team uh-huh. that was like division, or it was like the step down. So they would go up to the Penguins. But it's like slightly below the NHL. One step below the NHL. But you would cheer for those guys like crazy. Yeah. And then when they would go to the the NHL, you'd be like, I watched that guy. Yeah. Score three goals against, you know, whoever. And you were, like, totally invested now in watching right. him play for the NHL. So you would turn on the NHL game just to be like, oh, is this guy going to play? Because yeah. I watched him. There's got to be that connection. Correct. There has to be that connection. So I think the NFL is something that they desperately need. And I think that's, like, you kind of get twofold. You get, like, this extra money offseason from these other teams that are playing. But then you also have a feeder directly to, like, you know, you're not going to the, you know, when you need a kicker, you're not going to some guy that's been, you know, doing nothing for three years. Yeah. You have this guy that's been kicking for a team, making a living, you know, still in practice. You have, like, the better, you know, a situation in terms of getting talent up. And I, I do believe there's – I would guess in the history of the world of football, there's probably a guy that didn't get drafted that would have been a great star in the NFL but never got a chance. Right. Or he didn't peak – at the right age. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Kurt Warner would be, like, a perfect story. Oh, he is the perfect example. Where he got example. lucky. Where, you know, he got lucky. But how many people are like, he was a, he won, and he won the, the, the championship. He won. He was literally bagging groceries. He was. I mean, it's And playing arena football. Yep. And and, and he, he was on the, the team known as the greatest show on turf. Yep. I mean, they were, <laughs> they were on, and that year they were unstoppable. You oh, couldn't man. stop that, that offense. I was deployed when they, uh, during the season. Yep. Then I came back for the Super Bowl, and it was like, because I never saw any of the games, but then I'm watching the Super Bowl. It's like, this it's unbelievable. is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. And to hear his story. It's 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 amazing, and so those folks that watched him play in arena football, mm-hmm. instant audience right there. 100%. Like they're like the guy's likable. Mm-hmm. He's got this great story. Yep. And now he's kicking it in the the big league. Yep. And so now why wouldn't I follow him? So That's the right. NFL should be interested in a in a quote unquote farm league. I agree. I hundred I hundred percent agree. So just to uh, just to round out the episode, I think it'd be fun because we kind of started with uh, some of the team names. Yeah. So let's start with uh, these are going to be. The, these are the current USFL teams, and then we'll do the XFL teams. Okay. Fun. So you have the Michigan Panthers. That's a good name. The New Jersey Generals. Yeah. The Philadelphia Stars. The Pittsburgh Maulers. Maulers is such a fun name. It's it's aggressive, yeah. right? The Burm- what do you do? I'm Maul. Uh, I'm a Mauler. I'm Maul. Yeah. Name. Uh, the Birmingham Stallions, and that's where where all the games are played in Birmingham. Last year, we have the Houston Gamblers, the New Orleans Breakers, Breakers, and the Tampa Bay Bandits. So what I like about it is that they kept some of the old school names. Yeah. I that, think that's that like a nice shout out to um, to like where they came from kind of thing. Well, and that goes back to that instant audience. Yes, agreed. Like yeah. maybe your, your, your dad's like, I used to watch the New Jersey Generals. I was 14 and I was from, I'm from New Jersey and I love the Generals. Yep, that's exactly right. So make USFL great again. It makes you make USFL great again. Donald Trump's like I'm back. Um, so the XFL teams are the Arlington Renegades. It's a common name now. The, the DC Defenders. Yeah. I don't like it. M E H. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> that makes more sense because yes. yes. they're oil rig guys. They're rough. Yeah. I had I had a uh, I had a friend that was a roughneck on oil rigs. Okay. Golf. Yeah. He was always talking about being a roughneck. I was like, is that like a job? He's like, yeah. 
it, well, now it's a football job. Yeah, now it's a football. Now you can be a roughneck. The Orlando Guardians. This, so this is, you're going to ask me what this is. I'm going to tell you. The San Antonio Brahmas. Like a bull? That's the, an Indian bull. The Rock's name in wrestling was the Brahma Bull. He was the Rock, the Brahma Bull. And he oh, has a Brahma okay. Bull tattooed on his arm. Gotcha. Which I think he had covered up because it's kind of embarrassing. But he, yeah. but he but now he has like a full-on sleeve, but it was the Brahma Bull. The Seattle Sea Dragons. Yeah. Because we all know the Sea Dragons. Yeah. They're pretty tough. They'll get you. Yeah, they'll get you every time, especially in Seattle. <coughs> the Saint Puget Lu- Sound. The St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> I mean, Battlehawks. I mean, just it's a normal hawk with some armor on, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Try again. the team that the Reaching for the Bars team picked, the Reaching for the Bars crew picked, which turned out to be the worst team in the league. The Vegas. The Vegas Vipers. <laughs> yeah, Vipers, yeah. I mean, they ended up being the worst team in the league, but we didn't know that at the time. Slightly, slightly better than our team that we don't have. Yes, correct. Slightly <laughs> better than that. So. Um, so that's what I got today. I thought it was a fun, um, just a fun thing. That was great. Yeah. Um, and it, it's an interesting study in for multiple reasons, but just group dynamics, sports, professional sports, uh, some business aspects. It's all, it's all, it's all tangled up. Yeah. It's all tangled. I love it. It's a mishmash. It it is a mishmash. Yeah. It's a mishmash of stuff. So this was a super fun episode. Adam, thank you for, for, uh, dealing with my, my sports. I, I found this interesting. Topic. I found this keenly interesting because yep. I remember it. Yep. And then I hear about it now. Um, and I kind of, I think the reason I don't pay that close attention, because I saw it tried once and fail. I'm like it, twice actually with USFL in mm-hmm. the eighties and an XFL in the early two thousands. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got to figure something out because you can't different. keep doing the same thing yeah, yeah, and expecting yeah. different results. Yeah, you're right. So it was good. 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 Well, that, that was super fun. Um, please um, like subscribe comment on any of our videos if there's a topic you guys want us to hit on please yeah you know message it to us email it to us um comment on any of our videos we'd love to have some ideas but um if you're enjoying it please like and subscribe and then unsubscribe and resubscribe and do all that cool stuff several times yeah several times as many times like us or like us on instagram like all of our stuff um we're going to keep doing doing this thing uh because we really enjoy it Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in fact, we'll do it if we have zero listeners yeah, just because if, this has been fun. Even if we have negative listeners, we'll keep yeah. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we get slurs hurled at us yeah, through yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, even if people hate it and, they, and they're begging for if they're signing petitions, we'll still do it. Yeah, I'm going to get together and talk about uh, random things with Dusty. Yes, yeah, the, the random things podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. We'll see you next week. Have a good day. All right, good day. Bye-bye. <laughs>